Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. You can also, uh, if you'd like to, go ahead and find your place in the Old Testament book of Joshua in chapter number 6. Joshua chapter number 6, we're going to start in Hebrews chapter 11 and then jump uh, right over to Joshua chapter 6. Of course, we have been going through for many weeks now through this chapter in the Great Hall series, and we have seen many Old Testament saints and their faith as God recorded it. And we've looked at each one of those events uh, to see how you and I can also live our lives in 2021, going into 2022, by faith. And uh, I think faith is one of God's greatest gifts uh, that can be encouraged. And so we're going to look at this this morning as we continue into verse number 30. Last week, we saw the Red Sea uh, being parted, and there are times in our lives where we need a Red Sea kind of faith. And a very uh, popular story you've probably heard a time or two uh, that we'll take a look at this morning is found in verse number 30 and verse number 31, where the Scripture says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. So we see two events of faith, great faith, that is being demonstrated at Jericho. Uh, The first the faith of the Israelites that walked around the city, as the Bible describes here, seven times before the walls fell flat. The second faith that was exercised at Jericho was by the harlot Rahab. And so we're going to uh, jump over uh, to Joshua chapter number 6, and I want you to see a few verses here this morning as well, uh, as we look at this great faith that was demonstrated at Jericho. The scripture says in verse 1 of Joshua chapter 6, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the kind thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus thou shalt do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with their trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when ye, or when they, Make a long blast with the ram's horns, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, and all the people shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend 
upon every man straight before him. So we're going to look at this morning this great faith that was demonstrated at Jericho. Let's pray this morning. We'll jump right into this. Our Heavenly Father, I thank Thee for Your wonderful gift of faith. And God, I thank You that You have preserved for us in Your Holy Word uh, these great events that demonstrate uh, faith in You. And God, I pray this morning that if there's anyone here uh, that is, uh, is floundering in their faith, God, I pray that uh, this series, this message would be one uh, that would help strengthen their faith. Father, it's possible that there's someone here that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior because they've never put their faith and trust in you and what your son, Jesus Christ, did on the cross of Calvary for their sin. God, I pray that uh, today uh, they would see and recognize uh, what you gave uh, in the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, and his sacrifice uh, on the cross, that they might be saved by faith. And uh, we just ask this morning that you would encourage uh, our hearts through this and through this time, through this day. Uh, may, it be, uh, may we be edified through your word. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As we see uh, this wonderful gift of faith of God, uh, faith is one of those things that can be encouraged and strengthened uh, by others. Uh, we have seen multiple times throughout uh, looking at uh, Hebrews chapter 11 how uh, these saints' faith either was encouraged by someone else or how their faith encouraged someone else uh, as it is passed often from faith to faith. And uh, this is one of those events in Scripture uh, that we find here in Joshua chapter 6 where others, uh, other people's faith was encouraged by someone else's faith. Now, I'm convinced this morning that as faith can be encouraged by others, it can also be uh, discouraged and emptied uh, by others just as easily. And not that we are to depend upon others for our joy in the Lord, uh, but it is pretty easy uh, to crush someone else's faith uh, in a desire to follow the Lord. And so we have to be diligent. Uh, we have to be purposeful uh, to, uh, and careful that we are uh, faith encouragers rather than faith crushers. And, and so we see that by, again, studying the Scripture here, and uh, hopefully you'll be encouraged to have faith uh, this morning. So let's look at our example uh, from the book of Hebrews as we look at Joshua chapter 6. And I want you to notice very first thing in Joshua chapter 6 that we see the plan of faith. The plan of faith. Uh, of course, uh, Joshua chapter 6 is not the beginning of the book of Joshua, but we know that as the book of Joshua begins, uh, it begins where Moses' life ended. And that's how Joshua begin, the book of Joshua begins is by telling us that Moses, the Lord's servant, is dead. Uh, Joshua has been uh, put in the leadership position over the children of Israel, and it's going to be his role and his job to lead the children of Israel into the land that God promised. And so Joshua, of course, is taking this role very seriously, and he's being very diligent to put this thing together and to do it right, to do it the Lord's way rather than his way. 
And uh, God has given to Joshua a plan. And within this plan, God, of course, you know, uh, hopefully Joshua chapter 1 fairly well, as God told Joshua, don't be afraid, have courage, follow me. In chapter 2, we see that one of the first places that's going to uh, happen is where we come to in Joshua chapter 6. And so Joshua had sent spies uh, to visit the city of Jericho to uh, try to get a look to see exactly uh, how they were going to take the city of Jericho. And the spies, of course, were hid as they sought for their life. They hid at the harlot's house uh, named Rahab. And during that time, we'll look at here in just a little bit, uh, as Rahab hid these spies, they entered into a pact uh, that when the, when the Israelites came back to Jericho, that they would save Rahab and her family, that they wouldn't kill them, that they wouldn't destroy them, but that they would save them. And uh, we see this plan coming into effect in Joshua chapter 6. But most importantly, as we come to Joshua chapter 6 and we see this plan of faith, we we see, first off, that this is a plan that God has given. As we find in verse number 1, where the scripture says, uh, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. We learned back in chapter 2 that uh, Jericho was scared. They had heard the stories about how God was victorious in Israel's uh, coming through this region, and they were scared, and so they shut the city up. No one went out. No one came in. Uh, They were on, I mean, this may have been the first uh, genuine lockdown, Uh, you know, two weeks to straighten the curve. I don't know, Um, but uh, they shut it up. They shut it down, and it was no one in, no one out, and then the Lord said to Joshua, he said, see, I have given, thine, uh, given into thine hand Jericho. God's plan was for Jericho to fall into the hands of Israel. That was God's plan. That was God's design. That was God's promise. And God gave the plan of how this was to come about and how it was to happen. And he says in verse number 3, he says, Ye shall compass the city. That means to basically walk around the city. He said, All ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thou shalt do this, or do, six days. He said, And the seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. The seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow blow the trumpets. Sorry. And it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horns, and ye, when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend upon every man straight before him. Here's the deal. God said, here's the plan. But the plan must be claimed for yourself. God said, here's the promise. I've given you Jericho. But the plan to get Jericho must be followed. The plan must be carried out. The plan must uh, follow the instructions completely. I'm convinced this morning, had the Israelites walked around the city five days and said, okay, we're done, the walls of Jericho would not have fallen. 
I'm convinced if they had walked around on that seventh day six times and they said, yeah, nothing's happening, nothing's working, and they had quit, the walls of Jericho would have stood. They had to follow this plan completely. And so within this, as we see this plan of faith, I want you to see the second thing here within this chapter, that there was also a preparation for faith. As God had given the promise, Jericho is yours. Jericho is yours. Now, you've got to remember, uh, these people knew about the crossing of the Red Sea. These are the same people that crossed through the River Jordan on dry ground that they had to take a step into the Jordan and set things up in order for it to happen. And God is making them and having them prepare for their faith. And so we find in verse number 6, Joshua calls for the leaders together. And so we see Joshua, the son of Nun, he called the priest and said unto them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark. And he said unto the people, Pass on, encompass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass, when Joshua had spoken unto the people, that the seven priests, bearing the seven trumpets of the ram's horns, passed on before the Lord, and blew with the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets. And the re-reward came after the ark and the priest going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth Until the day I bid you shout, then shall ye shout. So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about it once, and they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. So we see Joshua calling everyone together, and he says, all right, here's the plan. The first thing he does is he calls the leaders of uh, each tribe together and he says, all right, here's what we need to do, guys. And you can kind of picture it kind of maybe like a a football huddle and they're all there uh, gathered around and he's like, okay, here's what God said. Here's what God told me that we have to do. So we've got to get prepared for this. He says, so we need to get uh, seven priests, get them ready, get the ark ready, get it prepared, uh, get uh, the other priests ready, put a ram's horn in their hand and we've got to walk around the city once for six days, and then we have to, uh, on the seventh day, the last day, we've got to march around the city seven times. Seven times. And so Joshua is preparing uh, the people for this, and he's explaining the plan uh, to them. And from that, we see uh, the leaders begin to move. They get the Ark of the Covenant ready. They get the, uh, the men of war ready. The, they put the, as the Bible describes here, 
in verse number 9 where he says the re-rewards. Basically, those were the rear guards. So they had guards in the front, guards in the back, the Ark of the Covenant there, the priest with their ram's horns, and they are preparing to do something. We have to realize that there are times that God gives us a plan of faith where we must wait. Simply saying that there are times where we, God gives us a plan and there's nothing for us to do other than wait on God to move. Some of us are not always very patient in those times. I get that. But sometimes that's the plan. Other times, God's plan is for us to have faith as we move forward and as we trust Him within this plan, but we have to move forward. There are other times where the plan is to move forward and wait at the same time. But at the end of the day, there is one thing that is consistent, whatever the plan may be, and it's this. We can always trust God. We can always trust Him. In all things, as the Scripture says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Look, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you look at this from a, uh, from a military standpoint, from a military standpoint, this plan makes no sense. There's not one cannon. There's not one sword drawn. It's simply walk around the city. I'm just going to tell you, that doesn't make much sense. Okay, walk around the city? Walk around the city one time. And do that for six days. Huh? Really? Yeah, and on the seventh day, you're going to walk around the city seven times. I mean, that's... A great military strategy, isn't it? No, but here's the thing. It doesn't have to be when it's with God. Israel didn't need a great military strategy. What they needed was faith in God. And they needed to move and prepare to move by faith as they did this. So Joshua prepared them. Now I want you to notice one thing within this preparation that Joshua did. Now, I am not exactly sure why Joshua did this. I, I have an opinion on it, and I will share that with you here in just a moment. Um, but I want you to notice there was a slight difference in what God said to Joshua, that at least is recorded for us, and what Joshua said to the people. I don't know if you picked up on that or not. Now, it is possible... Here's theory number one. It's possible that God gave this instruction to Joshua and just did chose not to record it up here when we find the plan given to Joshua. I don't know if that's what happened or not. Uh, the other possibility is Joshua added in a couple of things, and God let him. But I want you to look here in verse number 10 and see if you can see the difference in what God said and what, or let me go back to verse number five first, and let's see what God said to Joshua. He says, And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horns, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, 
All the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend upon every man straight before him. Now look what Joshua says in verse number 9. He says, And all and the armed men went before the priest that blew with the trumpets, and the re-reward came after the ark, and the priest going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua, verse 10, had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then shall ye shout. Anybody see the difference? So God says to Joshua, look, you tell them when the, when the ram's horns blow, they shout with a great shout. So Joshua says, all right, yes, sir. So he gets there and he's, again, they're doing the preparation and they're in this preparation. And Joshua stops and he's like, all right, now look, Here's the last thing you need to know. As we're going around and we're circling, you better not speak. He said, matter of fact, he said, you don't even make a sound with your voice, not one word. Mm-mm. Better not. Till I tell you to shout. Then then you shall shout. Now, that's interesting to me. Because again, when I read through what God said, God didn't necessarily say that. But Joshua puts this in to say, until it's time to shout. Brother Norm, right? Not a word. Now, here is my opinion as to why Joshua did this. Now, I, I tell you that it is my opinion because it's my opinion. I'm not gaining this from Scripture. It's just my opinion. Okay, everybody good on that? It's my opinion. It's possibly wrong. Okay? Here's my opinion. Remember, Joshua was with the children of Israel and these people's parents when they were going through the wilderness. He was there. He heard the griping. He heard the complaining. He heard the murmuring. And also saw the results of all of these things. My opinion is this. Joshua did not want the children of Israel at this time to mess this thing up. And so he says, y'all just shut up. Don't say a word. And I mean, he was pretty clear there. And he was pretty straight. Don't say a word. Just till I say shout. Not a word. Don't mess this up. Now that may have not been his reason. Again, I have no idea. That's just my supposition. Okay? I think it makes a little sense though. Because again, as people, and I'm just going to tell you, I, I'm just going to tell you that if, I were in the, the mix, and we're walking around one time for six days. At some point, probably around day two or three, I'm going to say, Trevor, this is the dumbest thing ever. 
Okay? That's me. I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes skeptical and that type of thing, but I'm going to say, Norm, don't you think this is the dumbest thing ever? And Norm's going to say, yeah, I agree. It's all this walking. It's not doing anything. And what happens is that that attitude goes from me, and then it goes to Norm, and then it goes to Faye, and then it goes to Diane, and then it goes to Seth, and then by the time everything goes through, it's like, why are we doing this? This is dumb. And so to avoid that, Joshua said, not a word. And they did it. Isn't that amazing? They did it. I don't know if they understood why or not, but here's the thing with faith. We don't always have to understand why. We just have to follow the plan. We have to prepare to follow the plan. And here's what we see next. As we see the plan of faith, we see the preparation for faith. We see number three, the performance of faith. Now it's time. We've got the plan. We know what to do. We've prepared to do it. Now it's time to move forward. Now it's time to put this plan into action. In verse number 12, the Bible says, And Joshua rose up early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests, bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord, went on continually and blew the trumpets, and the armed men went before them. But the rear reward came after the ark of the Lord, the priest going on and blowing with the trumpets. And the second day, they compassed the city once and returned into the camp. So they did six days, just as God said. And it came to pass on the seventh day. They rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city, and the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed when ye take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. And he finished. And then, verse 20, so, all, so the people shouted when the priest blew with the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city and every man straight before him and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox and sheep and ass with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, 
Go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman and all that she hath, as ye swear unto her. I want you to see in this great performance of faith, in this great demonstration of faith, here's what they did. I, I, I don't want you to be blown away by this, but here's what they did. They obeyed the Lord. That was it. They obeyed the Lord. Can I just tell you that faith, or the most important aspect of faith, is simply obeying God? What did God say? Okay, that's what I will do. That's it. That's faith. What did he say? Okay, I'll do it. They obeyed the word of God. And here's what happened as they, each day as they walked around that city. All they knew was God said, I'm going to give you the city. And they walked around because God said to. The second day, they walked around because God said to. The third day, they walked around because God said to. And the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth. And on the seventh day, they got up earlier than every other day because they were going to walk around seven times. And they did. Just as God said. And they blew the trumpets. And the people shouted. And the walls fell flat. Because God said, I have given Jericho to you. It wasn't really anything that they did other than they obeyed God. Can I just tell you, the children of Israel did not make the walls of Jericho fall flat. God did that. God did that because they obeyed by faith. And therefore, the walls fell flat, and they got the victory. But here's something else I want you to see. Because not only did they obey God by faith, but did, have you noticed that there are times when our faith becomes sight? Their faith became sight the moment they shouted. Because the walls fell flat. And they just walked into the city, a city that was already scared, a city that had already heard about what God had done. The performance of their faith was they obeyed God. And their faith became sight. The last thing I want you to see is the protection that faith offered. The protection that faith offered. We read... As Joshua told those that spied out the country, go into the harlot's house, and bring out who's ever in there. In, the verse, in verse 23, the Bible says, The young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. And they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. That just simply means they took them outside of Jericho and put them into the camp of Israel. And they burnt the city with fire and all that was therein, only the silver and gold and the vessels of brass and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. 
And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive in her father's house and all that she had, and she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. It's interesting that in this uh, particular passage in Hebrews chapter 11, the walls of Jericho was a great victory. They won, but God chose to include the faith of a harlot. That even from the book of Joshua all the way unto the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, she's still referred to as the harlot Rahab. If you'll look back in chapter 2, we see just a couple of verses here that show us her faith in this. In, in verse number 8, the spies had come into her house. They were on the run for their life. She hid them upon the roof of her house. And the Bible says in verse 9 that she said unto the men, now look at this, she said, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. Stop right there just for a moment. She didn't say, I believe. She didn't say, I think. She didn't say, I hope. She said, I know. She said, I know something here. She said, God has given you this land. Continue there. And that your terror has fallen upon us. And that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Continue reading. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord, your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Hello. I, I, I'm just going to go... I'm going to go this far to say that Rahab, this harlot in Jericho, probably had more faith than some that were in Israel. She said, look, I know. As a matter of fact, she's known for a long time. I mean, it wasn't just that these spies showed up and she's like, oh, I believe. No, no, no. Remember what she says here. She says, when we heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea, Hold on a second. That happened 40 years before this. Maybe even a little bit longer because we know they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and then Moses died and now they've crossed over the Jordan River on dry ground and, and now they're here and she says, when we heard about that, I believed. And now I know because the Lord your God he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Can I just say to you, though, that Rahab's faith was encouraged by someone else's faith. She had faith, she believed, she knew. But in this time in chapter 2, she asked these two spies, she said, look, I know you're coming. I know you're going to destroy here. But I just have one request. Would you save my house and all my kin? 
And they entered into an agreement that they would. The spies went back and told Joshua. They gave Joshua the report. And, and I, can, I can imagine as they're giving the report to Joshua and they tell him all about the city and give the report back and Joshua's taking it all down and he's bringing it all in. And, and then they say, well, there's, there's, there's one more thing, Joshua. He says, what's that? Well, you know, while we were there, we, we had to hide for a little while. And so we went into the harlot's house and she hit us on the roof. And we, we kind of told her that we would spare her house from being destroyed. Hope that's okay. We gave her our word. And Joshua said, well, you gave her, her word, your word. We'll honor it. We'll keep it. And so that they did. When it came time and the walls of Jericho fell and they're coming in, Rahab's faith was encouraged by the spy's faith. When she got there, when they left, it was faith that when they came back, her and her house would be spared alive. The spies put their faith in Joshua, that Joshua would keep their word. And they did. The protection of faith. The protection of faith sometimes rises in someone else's faith. And I will tell you this morning, there's a great deal of protection when we simply believe God by faith. By faith. A great deal of protection. We see they saved Rahab, the harlot alive, everyone that was in our house. In verse 26, the Bible says, And Joshua adjured with them, or adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth this city Jericho. He shall lay the foundations thereof in his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. And the Bible says in verse 27, So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was noised throughout all the country. Throughout all the country. The protection that lies in faith is great. Is great. Listen, faith always has a plan to follow. The plan is God's. The plan for our faith begins in a trust of what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. That is where our faith begins. The fact that he died for our sin. That he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures so that you and I could have eternal life. That is where the plan of faith begins. But while the Bible describes to us as Jesus being the author of our faith, faith sorry, he is also the finisher of our faith. Faith does not end. It's only the beginning and we must continue to walk by faith in God's plan. And we have to prepare sometimes to walk by faith. Sometimes we've got to get into that and prepare and have faith in Him and Him alone. We may need to encourage others to walk by faith. Not crush any hope of faith that they may have. When it comes time to perform or exercise our faith, we must remember that it is simple obedience to God. 
that we walk in faith and follow the plan that he has laid out for us. And in that, in that, when we can know that we are walking in the plan that God has given, we can know that there is a great protection for us there, being executed and performed by God as we seek to follow the plan that He has directed us in. Knowing that there's no safer place to be than in the center of God's will. By faith, you can trust Him. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning.